Good morning, Edward. Happy Friday. Annie, happy Friday. It's been a million years, buddy. We did a less prep than I was than I was prepared to do. We're just I jumping was, in. I don't I don't even know if you that? have a list. You ask me every time if I have a list. You know, we have the same weird pre-show conversation that doesn't yep. add anything. You say, you got anything on the list? And I say, I got a little bit. I, and I say, do you have anything? You're like, yeah. And then we both go. Well, a lot of times I don't have things on the list. <laughs> but here's here's my, I believe that this at this point, the list is just a parachute that we don't ever, hold on, that was a terrible analogy because eventually you the need The list a is a parachute. Mm-mm, no, let's not go parachute because if you don't have your parachute, then okay. we got a problem. Okay. The list is insert something that you think you need, but you don't. You're the writer. Sure, sure. Okay. Uh, uh, the list is something you think you need, but you don't. The list is the list like is the puke bag on the airplane. Right. No one. That's great. No one really uses them. I granted uh, people it's have great. Used them. They're there. It's great. They're there. But generally you're like, OK, if things get real bad, I've got that. But yeah. that's never. Yeah, no. So uh, so we both have lists that we won't use, but golly, if I don't have it. Uh, you can. I know. And I appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> I, I know. I just find myself having, as soon as I hear your voice, I'm like, well, here's 19 things I want to ask you about. Yeah, sure. We um, haven't talked for a while. For starters, let's say I have enjoyed so much how much people liked Tuesday's episode where we answered the AE keep talking questions. I know. You never know. You just never know. That's the truth. We hit stop on every one of these, and you have no idea if anybody's going to like what we said because we're just talking to each other. We just keep talking. The title of the show was very true to form. (laughs) I've had a few people ask me, so what is like the show about? I'm like, I don't know how to say it more clearly. We just keep chatting. (laughs) Talking, you could say just keep talking. Just keep spending time together. I, say we just keep talking. I don't know. But that's it. We have lists that we don't look at right. and we just chat. Anyhow. Yes. Yeah, so you've gotten, you've seen some of the the response from it. Yeah. It just is really nice. I just see it like I on know. Twitter and stuff. And it's just really nice that uh, how much people enjoy being part of this with us. I, I know. That was my favorite part is that it kind of, I liked that because I didn't think I went and, you know, I listened to every show back and I thought the like advice and thoughts were good, but it wasn't anything that people didn't already know. You know, and it's not like it, I, I just think it really made it communal. Like I liked right. breaking down the wall between you and I chatting and recording, and then you know, then it just exists in the ether. It's like we yeah. were all just talking. Yeah, I just like that. I I in my next book, there's I talk about the first time I ever heard a podcast. Oh, really? And yeah, and I heard there's a podcast by these two women, Sophie Hudson and Melanie Schenkel. It's called oh, the yeah. Big Boo Cast. It's been around forever. I mean, I was it was probably 15 years ago that I heard it, mm-hmm. and I got pulled over while I was listening to it, and so that's why it's such a very vivid memory to me is that I ran a red light on accident. Well, I mean, you'd like to think it was on accident. I can't remember, but I ran a red light. And I, I just remember one of the things I was, as I was editing yesterday, I was reading myself and reading how much, how connected I felt to Sophie and Melanie by Mm. listening to them talk to each other. And now there's a little bit of like, it's a little common to hear podcasts. Like everybody's talking about them. Everybody's listening to them and you forget how connected you feel when these people are talking in your head, you know? 
Oh yeah. You know? And so I'm just so, I forget how connected I feel when I'm on the listening end of a podcast until I read about the first time I ever listened. Totally. Well, I've done some like training of speakers who are going to be, who are, you know, going into the podcast space and it's like, no, you're not on stage anymore. Yeah. Not like official, but like, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, people that are like at different organizations that are like, how do I podcast? And we chat on the phone for a little bit. That's nice of you. And well, sorry, I didn't bring it up for that, but yeah, it's, but it's like a helpful medium to understand how to navigate because it's sure. just, it's just you and me in their ear in yeah. someone's ear. And that yeah. changes the whole, it's not you all, it's you. It's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, you know, lack of a better word, it's like intimate. I don't remember what my first podcast was. Really? I, I'm kind of, I'm a little like, uh, okay, jealous that you remember. I don't remember at all. Oh yeah. I mean, I, yeah, uh, I remember breaking in, downloading it. I don't know. Yeah. That was the very first one for me. When did Serial come out? Oh, let me think. I w- well, I could actually just look on my phone. I can just tell you. Oh, yeah. I, Sorry. You don't have to look up We should make a me. guess. Let's make a guess. Serial, the podcast, I remember listening. I remember where I would listen when I would walk and when I would, f- and I was on planes. I would say 2016. That's my guess. Yeah. I was, guess. I was in the 15, 16 range. Yeah. Because you I know that was when the- you started listening. No, I know that was the first one that I was like, it wasn't an episodic show. It was a serialized, literally a serialized show. That was the first one where I was like, oh, I got to, I got to follow this. Because yeah. most Are of them were like. Are you ready for how, long, how old it actually is? Oh, no. October of 2014. That Gracious. is a surprise. That is a real surprise. Yeah. Wow. Because I was it already podcasting at that 2015. point. Yeah. Yes. That's the truth for me too. Serial is the first one that I listened to that I that they built on each other and were telling a story versus yeah. people talking or interviews. Yeah, that was like the golden that that brought podcasting into the popular like you know culture because yeah. before that yeah. I remember quite frequently podcasting and having to explain to people that were like friends and that were like you know you know like tech savvy here's what it is you download the apple podcast player or you, or you go to the website and a pod like having to explain the medium right. in order for them to listen to the thing i was doing that's right yeah not anymore when did though. you start uh we started november of 20 november 23rd 2014 oh wow yeah that's when that yeah. sounds fun that was when that sounds fun is born that's its yeah. birthday we're gonna oh, celebrate wow. it this year yeah what do you do for the birthday? Oh, it's a big surprise. We're, I'll tell oh. you soon. But Can it's, you tell me what you did last year? Uh, we've never celebrated it before. <gasps> oh, so yeah. it's really a surprise. Yeah, it's it's awesome. We spent three hours on it yesterday <laughs> planning it. <laughs> Listen, I would like to say this publicly. Can I not use the friend card and you tell me later? I would like to experience it with everyone else. Yes. Because I feel like that's one thing that I miss out with with That Sounds Fun now is I kind of get the behind the scenes because right. I get to be part of the network with the show. I just want to like... Listen to but it. you don't really like surprises. You're anti-surprises. Yeah, but, but I like when the f- it's not you, really. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I guess. And also, I miss sometimes, like, I, I, I enjoy the process of getting to be in an audience the way the sure. audience gets to be in an audience. Yeah. And podcasting is not wrecked, but it's like not quite the same. Do you know a funny thing like that, similar to this happened in our friend group this week, where there was one of our friends had a really big professional announcement. And, oh, huh? Oh, neat. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Just I, tracking. I was excited bunny? for your phone. And I was like, a bunny? Do you see a bunny out your window? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, and <laughs> and and one of our friends knew, and the rest of us didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. 
it was, and this happens to me frequently that, that stuff used to, I used to have to know, I have to yeah. know, you have to tell them like, well, I can't wait. I can't wait. And the, and even now as a 40 year old, the conversation I have to do in my head is like, it's okay. You'll find out. Everybody will find out. It's, you, it's which, Kristen Wiig. It's Kristen Wiig on SNL. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little more sinister than that of like, <laughs> oh. I don't like not knowing. I don't like not knowing. Tell me, I don't have to oh, wait. Tell me, tell me, yeah. you know? It, it, I mean, it is because I'm excited for whatever the situation is, but it's also if there's like, hey, I think this couple's breaking up, but I can't tell you who it is yet. And I'm like, no, just go ahead and tell me. I don't, and, just, and just <laughs> right. The, the repeating pattern I have to say in my head is yeah. you will find out there is, this is not something you won't know. In fact, you know exactly when you will know. And right. so you're fine. Everybody right. will know when they know. And, right. um, and so I've had to, I have to be chill about that. i it, it, I need to practice patience. I, I, I have to choose patience a lot. Yeah, well, that's, uh, you, you are preaching that to me and probably everyone listening. That is the hard thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's what, I don't know if you've read John Mark Comer's book. Um, oh, I can't, I'm terrible. I can't think of the exact title. It's about slowing down. Go ahead. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, I endorsed it. My name's on the back of it and I can't, it's red and it has the word hurry in the title. Anyway, um, I'll look it up in just a second. But one of the things he talks about in the book is, is you need to get in long lines. Have you not talked about this? I don't think so. He talks a lot about how you need to get in the longest line at the grocery store. You need to get in the longest line at the gas station. You need to get in the longest line or get in the farthest away parking spot. Like it is good oh. for your soul to make yourself wait Boy, longer than you that. have to wait. Oh, I agree with that. And oh, that is a great, I've never articulated it, but hearing him say, I'm like, yeah, because we're in the middle of that a little bit because we know that, you know, Brian's done with law school end of this year, like uh -huh. life is going to change in May right. it, this coming summer. And it's, it's like coming and there's stuff that I guess we could prep for now, like little pre, you know, kind of getting ready stuff. But also yeah. it's like, oh man, this is the last 10 months we get to be in this place. This is the last, like, this is the, this season will be gone and we will look back on this very fondly as that sweet three years that we spent in the little house in Gainesville. Yeah. And, and so purposefully trying hard not to rush it. We've right. done what we need to do right now. And now just here we are. And of course, yeah. you know, then, then Corona and everything makes it per very easy to slow down. Sure. But, but yeah. generally, like, I love that concept of just being the long line and like not on your phone. Like I bet he talks about that at some yes. point, right? Like yes. just the book's called the ruthless elimination of hurry. Oh yes. Yes. Um, yes. He says, don't get on your phone. And and so I have to, when I was waiting for a rental car, I went to a wedding a couple of weeks ago. I went, I was waiting for a rental car. Have we talked about this? Why do I feel like we've had this entire conversation, but we haven't, right? Well, the problem is we, in the benefit is we've never stopped really talking. And so it's <laughs> hard to show, know right, right. what was a microphone <laughs> with a friend. What was it? But right. I, as of right now, I'm not tracking with having okay, heard this great. story. So I waited in line. The rental car line was incredibly long. One of my kind friends like went and got my luggage for me, brought it to me in yeah. line. And there were probably eight people in front of me. There were probably 20 people behind me. And the woman right behind me was losing her mind about how long the line was taking. And as she was doing it, I wasn't going like, hmm, wish she was patient like me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, she was mm -hmm. more patient. I was going, she's making me feel impatient. She's making me yeah, feel, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. rising it up in me. And so then my next solution was, 
is to start saying to God, okay, God, thank you. Thank you that this is teaching me to wait. Thank you that I can feel this bubbling in me too. I'm just, you know, and so then I had to like turn that thing on in my brain and I forced myself to not pull my phone out of my purse. I was like, just stand here and feel whatever is growing in you like a weed. Isn't that (laughs) something though? Yeah. Yeah. I just think, I mean, I think waiting might be one of the hardest things we have to do in 2020. Yeah. And you know, I, I funny, the word waiting, I think of it in my head as presence. Like I, it's not that I'm waiting. I'm just trying to be really present here now. Even if you're in a line. Even if I'm in a line, like I try to kind of zen it up a little little bit and and, and here hear me i do this rarely Uh, like i've i am not good at this more than i'm ever good at this going but there is part of it like when i i was thinking about travel and you're talking about the hurry of travel travel even in a really good travel day where everything is just ticking in on time and nothing is still an inherently uh, uh kind of it could be stressful but a hurrying kind of situation uh-huh. from this thing to this thing and then this car and then find this and you're looking for the sign but i love being and forcing myself to be like nope i'm gonna walk at a normal pace yeah. i'm gonna breathe i'm gonna look ahead even if the flight even if i'm getting off the plane and i know my fl- other flight is boarding i'm gonna still just walk and really? see what happens oh yeah i won't run through an airport like what? i that doesn't that doesn't feel like waiting to me that feels like you're gonna miss your flight that, this feels like two different but, things. I know, but there's a part of it that's like, well, what if I? Yeah, first of all, I may have derailed the. the no, but I'm like, wait, I don't. I why because would you not that, hurry to get on your flight? Because that level of hurry in certain situations never is eliminated. There's always a reason to have that level of hurry, unless it's a crazy pristine travel day or a crazy like a, right? it's like a work. I but more what if more, you miss your work. flight? Here, let's do an example that I actually do it on every single day, which okay. is work. Okay. I work. I have a job where the demands never stop, <laughs> ever. I'm sorry, I, I got so side sideways about you not running to a flight that's taking off. But I won't do it. I, I will not do it. I'd rather miss the flight than like sprint with my bag and like my AirPods falling out in the Charlotte airport. That because, is always under construction, by the way. Have they ever you not? Don't want people to see you running. No, I don't care. It's body temple. I'm, I want them to see me run. I'm a great runner. That's that was supposed to be funny. I'm not and, a great runner. Yeah, and no, you are a great runner. That's not true. Don't say that. Um, <laughs> and and but because I don't want to get into that state of pure crazy panic for a reason that it's like for a reason that just doesn't matter. Because like, what if I if I okay if I'm going home to a funeral. Or I'm flying, or there's something where it's like, if I miss this flight, it is really bad. But generally, I'm like, what? what's the worst that can happen? I miss work. I miss a, a morning meeting tomorrow morning. I have to stay in a hotel tonight. Just quit freaking out and just walk because the freak out will never end. The ticket counter, you know, the rental car counter closes at 11. Your flight's landing at 1055. What are you going to do? Just walk. I, I won't do it. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can get with you on everything except missing a plane. Because I'm like, yeah. no, I, I, the reason I booked that flight is that's when I wanted to get to the place. And so mm-hmm. I, yeah. and so I do run in airports <laughs> if I need to get to a plane <laughs> because I don't think it's practicing patience and waiting to miss a flight that you don't have to miss. Yeah. I'm, wa- nope. I'm a hundred percent with you on, 
if the rental car line closes at ten fifty or it closes at eleven, it's ten fifty five. You can get there as quick as you can get there. But if you don't get there before it closes, can you not freak out? That's it. I don't know that I can't. So I I don't know. So you quit before. So what you're actually saying is, I I don't know what I'd do if I got to the counter and it was closed. So I would rather walk slowly so that I don't have to make that decision than get there and have it closed with the person right in front of me. Yeah, I think I'm trying to preemptively just keep my mind in the best state that it can be in. I will also say I have run to a plane before, right? Like we were traveling internationally and the sure. last flight from, I forget where it was, to America. From there to there, yes, sure. Then they're calling our names. Well, then you run. So yeah. I'm not like silly about it, but there's certain things that's just like, I think the travel is probably a bad example, but the stress of day-to-day work. Yeah, so do the like, day-to-day work example. I just will not for, for as much as possible. I will sacrifice a lot of productivity in the day to not have my blood pressure raised and to be freaking out because it never ends. The, right. the responsibilities never end. The, the possibilities for success and failure never end. So um, I try really hard to just keep myself zen in a work day. So sure. um, I'm yeah. with you on that. I work, as, yeah. I work incredibly hard for as long as is appropriate. And mm-hmm. then I stop working and I have a life. Yeah, that's Is true. that what you're saying? Yeah, it's more like there's nine things happening at one time and I should be working on them all. And this thing definitely was due yesterday and I don't have the information I need to be able to complete this project well. Uh-huh. So I could either begin to freak out or just say to myself, like, there is nothing you can do. Walk away. And sure. I just will, I will walk away from it instead of continuing to spin and reel in that anxiety, which is right. in, in the fear of messing up or failing. But that's the opposite of my actual reaction. So that's the thing for me, actually, is I don't do that naturally. I do that because I've tried really hard to practice. Yes. Like I just will not freak out. Just don't freak so out. So the two. <laughs> yeah, this is very interesting because we're both making the same choice. We're doing two different things. Because I don't, the, the thing you are saying right now, I don't relate to at all. Yeah. And so, which is fine. I mean, that's the reality of our lives is I, I don't, I don't feel that, but I absolutely know the feeling of this particular situation could cause a lot of anxiety. What can I choose right now in the, when I'm walking through the experience that will make me less anxious? So I'm going to stand in the longer line and I'm going, even though it kind of stresses me out and yeah. I'm not, and I don't, I mean, I'm not a good person. I don't look at five grocery lines and pick the longest one, but usually what happens is I pick one and the one on either side of me starts moving faster. And I have the choice to keep hopping around, like like I'm playing Frogger to see which line will get me through faster. Or I can just go, (laughs) Hey, you pick this one. It's, it's not going to, the things I've said in my head are things like this, this store will not close while you're in this line. You will not have to live here. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) This line is going to move. It is going to be fine. And so I have to like, that's kind of what I think we're doing similar things. We're doing them with different versions of anxiety. Yeah, because my default is I will carry this hard. I will carry the worry hard. There is no part of me that naturally is chill. And so Uh, at all. And so it is a forced reaction. Like it is, I am forcing myself and willing myself through years and years of trying. And I failed, you know, by the way, I failed Tuesday. Tuesday was a rough work day for no other reason than I just didn't, I didn't manage it. Yeah. And I let myself just get really 
stressed out about all the stuff there is to do. Yeah. And, and it was just because I decided not to pull the lever. I decided not right. to try hard to be present and right. patient and just, but yes, we're saying the same thing. I just think it's, well, yeah, no, go. This is, this is why we don't need a list. <laughs> yeah. I just think it is so interesting. I was saying this to someone this week as well, that how much better you get at being a person, the longer you're a person, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you are trying to be better, you know, like there are old people who are still terrible at being people because they've never put any energy to being better. You know, mm. but you have put a lot of energy to being better. Bree has put a lot of energy to being better, being better. I've paid, I've practically bought my counselor a boat, you know, yeah, trying yeah, to be better. Yeah. And, and so I really enjoy who I, who I understand myself to be now and some decisions I make. Like sometimes I feel like I'm floating above myself in some ways and going like, mm. oh man, that is the right. You would not have done that at 25, but I love that you're choosing to empty the dishwasher for your friends or when, you know, or I love that you are calmer about that than you used to be, or that you are more patient than you used to be. Now, everyone knows what you and I are both screw ups and we're not saying we're perfect at anything, but one of the joys of not being in 18 anymore. Oh man. Is we have, we have tools like this. We have tools of how to wait in line and how to not freak out at the end of a work day. And how to let go of things that we need to let go of. And I don't know that I had all these tools two decades ago. The chill of age is my favorite part of aging. Really? Oh, my gosh. Because I just, it wore on me. I mean, my early 30s were, there was a lot of legitimately stressful seasons in that. And I was like migraine every Saturday. Really? Gained, I mean, an incredible amount of weight. Just... I like I assumed the stress of normal day and hard season fully in a hundred percent. And it was just I mean, it was just awful. Really? Awful, 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 awful. And normal stress. Like young kids. Young kids are the best. Little babies, they're awesome, but it's still a whole new thing. So it's just all the stress of that I just wore so hard. And I feel like my favorite thing about aging is and really the only thing that I can point to that I'm like, yeah, that's actually a benefit. There's not a lot of downsides, but uh-huh. the upside is the noise just turned down a bit. And I, I think it comes with like trying and trying and trying and practicing. Yeah. But man, it just feels a little less like I, just a little less loud uh-huh. than it so used to. Eddie, 25 year old Eddie would have run to a plane. Oh, my gosh, Annie, I'm I'm checking it. Yes. So yes. put the so because I think this is an enneagram conversation. Wee-oh, wee-oh. Uh, I think oh, you did your own enneagram alarm. Right, I like that. That's right. I think it is less about what you do and more about why you do it, the motivation behind why you do it. Because forty yeah. year old Eddie will run to a plane. I I know I could list out three reasons you'd run to a plane, but yes. but the motivations are different. Why was twenty five year old Eddie running to a plane, and what was he feeling? Oh metaphorically because i ran to every plane like i couldn't not run to a plane like really that, that was safety oh wow like at making sure the actual plan is accomplished as the plan was oh. meant to be accomplished is the safest thing yes everything okay. is okay if i know everything oh wow wow um, wow okay right everything is i i can if i can control this if i can hold on to this if i can plan this if i can worry wow, about wow. this sure. then i'm then i'm okay and so it's just the endless cycle. So of, you had to run because you could not, you were yeah. not okay if the plan changed because it meant 
it meant you were unsafe. Right. Or oh, ang- and, and frustrated and angry and anxious. And what yeah. if I miss the plane and then I miss the morning meeting tomorrow and then I lose my job and then the career is falling apart? Like it's all yep. the the stair step. The I mean, one of the most helpful things that a counselor ever did for me was had me stair step anxiety. Oh, and it I was, do it all the time. And it's awesome and awful. But the first time you do it, you're like, no, no, no. No, I can't walk into the woods. I need to walk out of the woods. Uh So for those uh that don't know, stair-stepping anxiety is just, okay, and if that, so you bring up a situation. I'm running to a plane. Okay, well, what happens if you don't run to the plane? Well, then I miss the flight. Okay, well, then what happens if you miss the flight? Right. Go go to the next step, and you keep walking it through, and finally, 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 I mean, the counselor just doesn't let up, and finally the answer is, well, and then I guess I'm okay. Yes, that's right. And you realize, like, Oh, no matter how hard I stair step this, I'm okay. I'll be okay. Yeah, that's (laughs) exactly right. We can split the atoms as many times as we want. Eventually, we just find God in it. Like, there's just, that's right. Like, I'm okay. Eventually, I'm okay. Yeah. And so that's the, that's the actual thing is my default posture is top of the stairs, everything's falling apart. And Mm. so, when I feel it at all and I can at all just not engage in the stairs at all, I'm like, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm like not. And also then it proves itself because, by the way, never missed a flight. I, I mean, outside oh, of wow. like God canceling it, you know, or sure, rain sure, sure. or every like if the whole plane misses the flight. But I've never I'm never like the doors closed and they're like, oh, sorry. Yeah. We just finished boarding. I, it's never happened, which makes me realize that. There have been things in place that have already made me be there earlier than I ever needed to be there. Mm-hmm. And that anxiety is still just automatic. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there are people that show up late to things and I can never, I could never even allow myself to do that mm. really. Yeah. Uh, so. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I think that, I mean, Boy. I think that makes a ton of sense. I mean, the motivation behind it makes a ton of sense that, and that is, I didn't know that was the language for it, stair-stepping anxiety. But the, I have to do what that. Bob, you said, I don't know if it's what oh, you're you're the actual counselor here. So I thought that was a language. I've never heard it outside of Bob. Yeah, Well done. Um, thanks, Bob. But I, I mean, <laughs> I have to walk through and then and then what happens and then what right. happens and then what happens. And the last thing is like and then everyone I love dies and my counselor's right. like, and then what? And then I'm like, yeah. well, then I'm really sad forever. And she's like, and and I'm like, and I'll, I'll be OK. Like, right. I mean, it always ends up with, you know what? I will be okay. What if this, what if this doesn't, this doesn't, this doesn't, this does, this does, and I'll be oh, okay, yeah. you know? The amount of work I'm not doing right now to plan, prepare for the eventual move out of Gainesville yeah. is intense. The amount of stuff I'm not doing and telling myself just, you don't need to do that, yeah. is more intense than if I actually did it. But it's because once I flip the switch, like it, I don't need to be in go mode <laughs> in August, yeah. one full year, but I'm ready yeah. to go into go mode of right. that because there's just this anxiety that comes out of, it's like founded, but not fully. Yeah. I could not do a thing until March. I, meaning we, whole family, could not sure. do a thing until March. No problem. Right. Plenty of time. No Plenty problem. time to plan. Right. Get a mover. Figure out what you're going to do. Right. Plenty of time. Right. Or I can spend the next six months worrying and thinking and adding it, or I can yeah. just leave work today. Annie, listen, I know we only have two and a half minutes, but there's a lot of stuff I need to tell you okay. that 
that I'm just going to tease for our next show because okay. I want to, if I say it out loud, it's like accountability. Okay, great. Well, no, actually, one of them I can just do real quick. Okay. I love We've got time. I'm not stressed. I mean, I do have a breakfast, but I mean, I have a, I mean, I've, I've already done everything except walk out the door. Hey, you know what? Let's not take the fast walking mover thing in the airport. Let's just walk down the normal. Yeah, path. sure. Okay. So tell me. Loved your interview with Shauna on that. Sounds oh, fun. thank you. And she's the best. A, well, you are both. I enjoy so deeply listening. Uh, you always have friends on, but I like it when you have you, like there is just a special writer friend connection with the two yeah, of you and it was like yeah. very sweet and also Thank i you. mean f- for both of us shauna holds a very special place and it yeah. was so nice to hear her voice so and her wisdom about writing i was like oh she's just she's just she is. so one of a kind uniquely wonderful oh i you know just so appreciate shauna and that yeah. was such a good interview and Thank her you. books that we all love are being re-released which is very exciting yeah and you wrote a for like a forward or yeah, a like the one? yeah the um yeah like the forward for cold tangerines it's short they just had each of us write like a paragraph to put at the start of each book which is so cool here's what i'd like you to do okay for me would you write a one paragraph blurb <laughs> for me fully endorsing whatever book I put it on? Oh, sure. Just, you get to pick but, the book. Oh, I haven't even written it. I don't even have the idea. But I'm telling you what you may be endorsing may may surprise you. It could you. be real sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know exactly just, what you're asking. If you could just blurb it up now uh-huh. so that I can sure. still have that blurb for yeah. friend and marketing reasons. But I mean, maybe it's a maybe it's a graphic novel. Man, it's such a funny thing, blurbs and endorsements. I saw someone mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, I got tagged in this tweet, and someone said, "My publisher says it's time to get endorsements, but I'm not going to crawl to any blue check people. Forget it, kind of thing." And I was like, "Oh no, wow. that's not why you do this." I, I, and I was part of me was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you feel." It, it, the reason I got tagged is someone said. And I think in one of Annie F. Downs's books, she didn't have blue check people did it. She had her real friends do it, which is true. I did that for looking for lovely, but, but I thought, oh no, that's not why you do that. You aren't doing it. You're doing it so that when someone who doesn't know your name picks up your book, they see names, they recognize that they trust that are, uh, that are endorsing you that are on your behalf. It's, it's a, it's a helpful gift. It's not it's begging like anybody to do anything. Yeah. So I think I'm going to reach out to her and see if she wants to have a conversation purely out of like, I think this is something that you have had a bad experience with in the publishing world. And I would love to give you a better experience. So also, I don't know her, but I'm just going to DM her, I guess. Yeah. I, it's also okay to have marketing. It's okay to use people that have some measure of platform yeah. if you trust those people because they're still just people. The platform is nothing. Right. It doesn't actually mean a thing. It's right. not actually a, it's not a validity of a, it doesn't make a human being better or worse. It's right. It's just data. It's right. nothing. And right. so why I, not have people, like if I wrote a thing and you didn't have a blurb on it, right? I would feel like maybe I've written something, I've written the, the wrong thing because you're my really good friend and we've talked a lot. Yeah. And if you aren't saying like, hey, this is a thing for people that don't know you, but uh, people that don't know Eddie, but know me, I'm telling you, this is a you good use this. of your yeah, B-tree. hundred percent. Yeah. So I'm going to reach out to her because I don't think she's doing anything wrong. I just think she hasn't had a good experience with this. Totally. And well, so also... I want her to have a good experience with it. Yeah. And well, she can still in the end go, yeah. I don't want to have a blue check person talk Fine. about my book. Fine. 
fine, fine, fine. I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm trying to make sure you have all the information. Yeah. So that was the one thing on the list I wanted to make sure is if people have not listened to the Shauna, I mean, always everybody's just listening to that sounds fun. Everybody's listening to this is definitely. But if you have not listened to that sounds fun, this should be a part of your daily diet. And also uh, the Shauna episode was very sweet. It was very kind of you, Edward. I loved it. I send Shauna, you know, I send Shauna a picture once a year because I try to be cool with her and I try not to like I, I try not to blow up her phone too much. Uh, but she taught me how to make a turkey in a way that absolutely changed the turkey game. But it's a pretty intense process called spatchcocking that I'm not going to get into. Yeah. But you essentially fillet out the turkey instead of cooking it up, you flatten it. Uh huh. But the process of flattening it requires a strong, large man to basically break the turkey. And so I have Brianne every year take a picture of me and it's typically it's like 7 30 in the morning i'm still in yeah. jammies and you wow. got to flatten this turkey and it's like a very uh unflattering picture uh-huh. but every year i send her one picture of me just <laughs> i mean just a real hot yeah. mess yeah not Healthy shaved we're not ready to go a cup of coffee next to <laughs> me and i'm breaking bre- a turkey breaking a raw turkey and i, I always think she loves it i was like no matter what that's <laughs> yeah that's a friendship <laughs> that's exactly right um y'all have a big weekend you know, we don't, which is nice because yeah. we were out of town last week and we'll be in town this weekend. So, yeah, yeah, we're hanging out, doing some stuff. I think, yeah, I have no idea. You, anything? No, same. I, no, I'm pretty chill. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, and then yeah. I'm just moving the one thing on my list from today to next Tuesday. And that one thing is breakfast tacos. Oh, did that get canceled just now? Uh, No, that's what we're going to talk about. Oh, 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 oh. That's what I'm making oh, for my can list. Can you add burritos to it as well? You can add burritos to it, but I'll write it down. Yeah. I don't I do we need that's a very different thing. I oh wow. Wow, wow, wow. I have a really difficult relation with relationship with breakfast burritos, and I am like searching for rosebud. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> searching for rosebud? I know. I know. I'm gonna leave it. I'm not even gonna okay, complete yeah, it. Yeah, don't fix you. it. Don't fix it. We'll talk I'll, about I'll it on it Tuesday. <laughs> Um, All right, friends. Y'all go have a great weekend. Go searching for Rosebud. Go wash your hands. And we'll see you back here on Tuesday when we talk about breakfast burritos. Oh, my gosh. Bye, buddies. (laughs) 